0: Welcome to another episode of the Ink and Impact podcast in 2024. I'm your host, Daleen Bickle, and I am so glad to be here with you. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? I was there once many, many years ago, back when I was in high school. So that is a long time ago. And it was in the winter. And it was at night so we got to see the falls lit up which was really really pretty but it was so cold but the one thing that i vividly remember even more than the pretty lights was the sound it was just so loud volumes of water just rushing toward us and some people They were afraid to get too close to the railing, right? I remember some in our group, I was there on a band trip, actually. Um, I was in an honors band, and we went up to perform in Toronto, Canada, and we stopped at the Falls. Bonus points, if you can guess what instrument I used to play, you can let me know over on Instagram. But there were some people who were fearful, right? They didn't want to get too close to the edge. And I didn't want to get close to the edge just because I didn't want to get the mist on me. I didn't want to get wet. I didn't want to get more uncomfortable than I already was with the biting cold wind in the wintertime. But all that rushing water can also be harnessed for power, and it serves as a source of water for tributaries for miles and miles and miles and miles, right? Similar things can be said for the author life. As we enter into the writing and publishing world, we're met with huge volumes of information right? Cascading all around us are voices, encouraging us to do this or do that or work with this person or use this service provider, you know, just offers and resources abound. And the noise of it all is intense. It can cause paralysis, right? As we fear doing the wrong thing. So we just don't do anything. And it can cause imposter syndrome to set in, it can cause overwhelm, and it can douse our desire to write altogether. But all of that information can also be harnessed for our benefit and enable us to write better books and blogs and social posts that will attract and impact our readers both near and far. So just as Niagara Falls consists of three separate waterfalls, there's the American Falls, the Bridal Veil Falls, and Horseshoe Falls, and they're all right there together. So it looks like one big waterfall, but it's actually three. They're different and distinct, yet unified sources. And there are three distinct, yet unified sources for writers as well. And that's what we're going to discuss on today's episode of the Ink and Impact podcast. But first, if 2024 is the year you want to reignite your author journey and kick overwhelm and fear to the curb, I currently have two offers available to you. You can schedule either a one-hour strategy call with me if you just have one pressing issue that you just can't quite figure out, that would be best for that. Or you can work with me for a month with my one-on-one coaching package and so that also includes me reviewing portions of your writing to give feedback constructive criticism and also answer any questions that you have about writing or self-publishing so it's all about you it's customized to you it's one-on-one service so if you're interested in either of those you can click the link in the comments or in the show notes depending on whether you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to this on on the go in your podcast player. So, with that, let's dive in. Three distinct yet unified sources for writers. Welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Dailene Bickel, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Alright, so what is the first source for writers? And I'm going to preface this by saying these three sources might not be exactly what you're thinking of, but my brain is wired a little differently. So you'll see what I mean. So the first source is the motivation. What is your motivation for writing? What's, what is prompting you to write? So yesterday at the Inkwell, which is my writing community, virtual writing community, a few members were talking about how they just aren't feeling overly motivated right now to do all the things, like especially social media. And that's okay. God leads us into seasons of rest, right? And maybe they aren't supposed to be giving it all out right now. That's okay. And we're not always supposed to do all the things. In fact, it's not good to do all the things all the time. But the key here is not to rely on your feelings alone. Remember I said they're not feeling motivated. The key is to take it to God, determine what he and listen to what he wants us to do, right? Our motivation to write should be based on his calling on our life and a desire, our desire for him to work through us, right? We have to willingly give him control. So that's one aspect of motivation. And it should be foremost, to put God first in our writing. But the secondary motivation might be your awareness of a certain need that needs to be met. Maybe you don't see a lot of books written about a particular topic and you know that the information that you've given, that message that God's given you, would really serve these readers you know, or this targeted audience. Or maybe you have had a personal experience with something and you know that now that you've come through on the other side, you can really help people who are currently going through a certain situation right or if you're writing fiction you're aware of what the market is not offering a great case in point is my friend and author rm ruiz who writes middle grade christian fiction there isn't a lot of middle grade christian fiction out there and she saw the need and she is writing the books she has two books in her series right now is working on her third so it's so exciting and I know I've spoken with her. You can actually listen to a past podcast episode. I had her on as a guest speaking on this topic, and she definitely seeks the Lord's guidance in all that she does. So as you write and market your book, periodically do a self-check to determine if you're operating out of your feelings, out of just habit. You know, we, we sometimes get stuck in habits, and they're not always good habits or are we operating out of a motivation to heed God's calling on us as writers? So that was point number one. Source number one was motivation. The second source for writers is inspiration. So where do you Get the idea. So the motivation is that that seed, that that desire to write a book about a general topic, but exactly what are you going to talk about? What are those sub-stories? What are the sub-topics that you're going to include? A lot of times, if you're writing a nonfiction book about a certain topic, you want to bring in secondary stories to make it more entertaining, more informative to connect better with your readers, to let them know that you've maybe experienced certain things, right? So how are you going to come up with those stories? Well, this is not new to me. I'm sure you've probably heard this from others as well, but to create an idea bank or a content bucket of ideas. So as things come to you, just jot them down, it's best to have a designated spot so you know where to go to whenever you are writing a new blog post or writing that next chapter and you need some inspiration, you can go to that one spot and know that you have ideas already saved up there, stored there. They might be you know, snippets of conversation you've overheard at the coffee shop. They might be past experiences that just come to your mind of things that have happened to you. They might be a picture that you see that, oh my goodness, that just, just like me today with this podcast, when I logged on to my internet this morning, I saw a picture of a waterfall and that's what sparked the concept of telling the story about Niagara Falls and tying it into today's topic. So those are great ideas, but I want to encourage us not to overlook the best source of inspiration, which is of course the Holy Spirit. So we're we're heeding God's call with motivation, and then we're seeking Holy Spirit for inspiration, right? Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, right? It's in the Bible. So we want to include him in our writing. So we've got motivation, we've got inspiration, and third, and finally for today is citation. So this is the traditional citing sources back in the day. I'm showing my age maybe because I don't know if they still teach this in English class anymore, but it was drilled into us. Cite your sources, cite your sources, cite your sources. We had to go to the library and, you know, any books that we used, any magazines or newspaper articles that we referenced in our essays, in our term papers, we had to write down all the information, the author, the book or publication or magazine name, the publisher, the year it was published, the page numbers all of that. And so when you are writing a book, or when you are writing a blog post, you should cite your sources fully. And if you have that page number, include that. Also, if you are writing and you mention a song, know that titles, you can mention titles of songs without a problem. Those aren't under copyright or anything. But when you start quoting lyrics, that's where the trouble starts. So don't quote lyrics unless it's from a song that is in the public domain which just to be safe say at least 100 years old you can do a search to find out if it's in the public domain or not if it's in the public domain you're free to use it also something that i wanted to mention because i see it all over social media and i admit that i used to do this as well without realizing that it was an issue but you'll see quotes from famous people all over social media, right? It's just a a pretty graphic with a nice quote and then Albert Einstein or Mother Teresa or whatever. And we think that that is enough, right? Well, no, you need to know when they said it or where they said it or preferably both. Back in 2023, I edited three books. And in one of the books, one of my clients had used i think there were three different quotes and we were able to find the sources for two of those quotes but the third one i mean we'd heard this quote before it's been bantered around i mean it was all over google searches and it was attributed to this person but nowhere could we find the actual source like what newspaper article was that in or what book was that in if you can't find the original source You shouldn't quote it. All right. So, how do you get around this? Well, you are a writer and you want to be known for the content that you create for the message that God's given you. So, lean in on that and start quoting yourself. Be known for the words that you have to share with others. Don't always rely on what others have said. Get comfortable in creating your own material and putting it out there in the world. But also, If there is someone else that you are following or you've engaged back and forth, like they know who you are too, you can ask if you can use one of their quotes. I got this tip from a podcast that I was listening to, and I wish that I could remember which podcast it was and who was saying this, but I thought it was a fantastic idea. Ask for permission and then quote that person then they will see that their name is being shared on your social stuff or on your blog, and they will be much more apt to reciprocate and they'll share your information, right? Because they've been mentioned in it. And so it can create an even closer connection and maybe some of them will reciprocate and maybe they'll ask to quote you, but that's one other way that you can quote others, especially on memes and social media and so forth. So in summary... The three distinct yet unified sources for writers to focus on in 2024 is motivation, inspiration, and citation. I encourage you to come back to this podcast periodically, maybe quarterly, and take stock of where you're at in your writing journey and maybe where you need to tweak things a little bit so you're more in alignment with how God wants you to operate as a writer. If this episode was helpful to you if you found it valuable anyway i would greatly appreciate you spreading the word with your fellow writing friends simply point them to inkandimpact.com and they can listen to not only this episode but the whole backlist of episodes this is episode 70 so there are lots that they can binge on and if you are new to the podcast be sure to go there yourself and catch up on some of those past episodes And finally, before I let you go today, I wanted to remind you that this coming Wednesday, January 10th is the second Wednesday of the month. And that means it's a free session for anyone who wants to try the Inkwell writing session. That's the community, the virtual writing community I referenced earlier in this podcast episode, fantastic group of Christian writers who we gather We share insights, we share prayer requests, we we really get to know each other, not, you know, we don't require that anyone shares, but if you feel led to share, we love to get to know other writers, but most importantly, we spend that time actually writing. So we literally, you know, leave our cameras on, we're together, right? But we are writing and it's just, it sounds super simple and it is. But the Holy Spirit is all around it, and we just all get so much out of it. We add words to our page. We make progress in our uh, books and our blogs. You don't have to be necessarily writing a book. We have several writers who are bloggers and some who are freelance writers writing for newspapers and magazines. So um, whatever type of Christian writer you are, know that you are welcome, and you can try that out using the link, again, either in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, or you can click in the show notes and get that link to go and try a free session next Wednesday, January 10th, your choice of time, either 10 a.m. Eastern time or 2 p.m. Eastern time. And I hope to see you there. All right, friends, I'll be back with another episode of the podcast in two weeks. And until then, I hope you have a, a blessed January and keep writing friends. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book, make an impact.